As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to Just Minding My Business Radio, where we are moving at the speed of God, learning what we didn't know we didn't know. I'm your host, Ida Crawford, so grab a pen and paper and get ready for information that you can use. Welcome to another episode of Just Minding My Business Radio. I'm your host, Ida Crawford. And this is Ruth Haskins, your co-host. I hope your day was full of purpose. In honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we have a special guest, Barbara Palmer, a.k.a. Courageous Diva, who is a two-time breast cancer survivor who is now passionate about encouraging and inspiring women through their cancer journey. With Barbara's first diagnosis in 2003, she immediately discovered her purpose and set out on a mission to fulfill it. As a breast cancer awareness advocate and spokesperson, as well as a motivational speaker, Barbara has been reaching, encouraging, and inspiring numerous women locally, nationally, and internationally. Well, welcome, welcome to the show, Barbara. Well, thank you so much for having me, Otter. I really appreciate this opportunity. We appreciate having you. Well, in 2003, when you got your first diagnosis, what was that like for you? Disbelief, like I think it is for most cancer patients, And um, actually, it ended up being a birthday present for me because I had went on February 28th of 2003, which is one day after my birthday, I had went to get my annual pet smear, smear, and uh, during the course of the examination, a lump was felt in my right breast. And at the time, I wasn't upset because I had been through two previous biopsies that had turned out the nine, so I thought this one was going to be the same. But unfortunately, a couple of weeks after that mammogram, I got the phone call that it was cancer. And of course, I was in just disbelief. This could not be happening to me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's how most that initial uh, notification, I'm sure you felt like all ended kind of feeling, as most people 
would do. So from that point, I guess you had to go through uh, whatever medical plan was there for you uh, that they recommended. So what was that like? Well, I want to back up a little bit and say that when you're first diagnosed, you're in denial. And I really don't think it hit me that I had something that could kill me until four days uh, before my surgery. So basically, up until my surgery point, I, I told very few people. I was my same cheerful, bubbly self, and nobody knew what was going on until, like I said, four days before. Um, I went to work. I was sitting at my desk, and it hit me. I had cancer, and tears came to my eyes, and we had a medical department, so I went up to see the nurse, and she hugged and prayed for me and told me to go home. Now, the one thing I would like to say to those listeners out there is when you are diagnosed with an illness that can kill you, it is a very, very devastating thing. However, when you are single and you don't have children, you don't have anybody special in your life, it then takes on a whole new dimension, whole new dimension. And I have to say that my sense of humor is what got me through this whole ordeal both times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, because you are an interesting portion. Thank you for bringing that up. When you don't, yeah, it have really does, right? Support system. Right, because even though you have friends and family, it's still not the same as having children or significant other in your life. So it does take on a a whole new. I, I'm going to say a little added stress in a way. And, and to be honest with you, I think when you are diagnosed with something and you don't have any kids or significant other, sometimes I think you really don't care what happens to you. I think people that are diagnosed with cancer, that have children, you're going to fight to live here for those kids. You want to see your kids grow up. You want to see your kids go to college. But when you don't have that, sometimes you have a tendency not to really care what happens to you. Hmm, that's that's an interesting thought. I've never thought about it in terms of, you know, single and and married or right. with children. So I guess you would that would be correct that your attitude would be different uh as opposed to having children and then as opposed to being single. Now with that being said, you obviously fought. <laughs> <laughs> you better believe I did, girl. Cancer is not going to have its way with me. It, it, I think my my worst time during 2003 when I was first diagnosed was uh, after my second treatment and my hair had fell out and I woke up one morning, hair was on my pillow, and I looked in the mirror and I looked like a cartoon character because I had just bald spots throughout my head. Um, I was very sick. I couldn't eat. Everything came up. And I was just really, really, really miserable, and I just wanted to give up. And I called one of my best girlfriends, and I told her, I said, you know, I, I, I just can't go through this anymore. At that time, I had to go through six more treatments. I said, I'm not going to do it. It's not worth it. But she obviously talked me into having those treatments. And I'm a little embarrassed to tell you ladies this, but the, the happiest day of my life during my first ordeal with cancer was when I got my handicap sticker for my car. Wow. I, um, <laughs> um, I was told I was told that I could probably get one since I was going to cancer treatment. 
So I went to my oncologist. He wrote me up my paperwork. I went to DMV, and I walked out of that place with the biggest smile on my face. And I called one of my girlfriends. I said, girl, I got me a handicap sticker. And she said, girl, we got to go shopping. <laughs> so, so that was the happiest time doing, doing my first bout with cancer. And my, my cancer actually ended December 24, 2003. I took radiation treatment. And at my first diagnosis, I was told, that it was a possibility that it could come back, and if it came back, it would come back in the same breath. So true to form, almost eight years exactly, in 2011, cancer decided to give me a return visit to the same breath, and uh, I had already made the decision that I would have a double mastectomy. Now, you ladies are going to think I'm crazy, but I was at work when I got the news, and I was just ecstatic that I had gotten this news because I didn't want to work. I, I needed some time off from work. I was stressed out. So I said, oh, my goodness, I'm going to get some time off from work. I'm going to get a double mastectomy, so I'm going to get some new perky breasts. I'm going to get a tummy tuck. I felt like I was going to be the woman. But more importantly, since 2003, I never questioned God as to why that happened to me. I knew right away he was going to use me and use my sense of humor to help other women get through. So when it came back in 2011, I was really thankful because now I was going to have to lose my breath. And unless you walk in someone's shoes, you have no idea what they're going through. So mm -hmm. now that I was about to lose my breath, I would be able to identify with women that were going to have to lose theirs, and I was going to help them see the brighter side. And ladies, let me tell you something. When I had my breasts removed, I lost 15 pounds. That's how big my breasts were. I lost mm -hmm. 15 pounds. I didn't want to go on the no-boob diet to lose 15 pounds, but I lost 15 pounds when my breasts were removed. But needless to say, I, I made it through that, and I thank God every day that I'm still here, and it gives me such great joy, pleasure, and privilege to help other women get through their journey. Wow, that's an amazing, amazing story. And I'm just, I'm just at awe at the things that you found in those moments that made you happy. Mhm. Mm yeah, you you have to, you have to always look at the bright side of stuff because as long as we're here, something's going to get thrown at you, and sometimes you might have two or three things thrown at you at the same time. You'd be like, oh, Lord, God, please give me a break. But, you know, it's okay to step by, you know, step back, maybe mourn a little bit, maybe cry a little bit, but you got to get back up and move on because somebody needs you. And mm. I try to live my life like everywhere I go, every time I leave my house, I smile at someone because you don't know what they're going through, and that smile may be what they need to pick them up for the day. I'm a hugger. I love to hug when I was working. I used to hug all my coworkers in the morning. So you you just never know what people are going through and mm -hmm. just what kind word a smile can do for that person. So that's how I try to live my life on a daily basis. Mm hmm. I I agree wholeheartedly. I'm a hugger too. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I'm yeah, a hugger. So I hopefully we'll meet one day and I'll be waiting for my hug. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. 
So like, now, like, mm-hmm. okay, I know that you, you're doing motivational speaking, and I know you have definitely helped so many people because your your bubbly demeanor, whatever's going wrong, you're going to make somebody laugh. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny you should say that. I remember about six years ago, I received a call from my radiation doctor's office, and there was a young woman who's 36 years old. She was going through breast cancer. She had lost her hair. She was very, very sad. And she was wearing a wig, which was not very appealing on her. And she was a very pretty woman. So they called me and they said, Barbara, we, we just don't know what to do with this woman. We, we just can't make her laugh. And if anybody can make her laugh, you can. So I found out when she was taking her treatment. And I went up to the office that particular day. And she happened to be standing at the receptionist's desk, and something just told me that's who she was. So I walked up to the young lady, and I looked her right in her face, and I said, you are absolutely beautiful. Let me see you take your wig off. And she took her wig off and put it in her pocketbook, and she never, ever wore it again. Never wore it again. So women women have to realize your hair do not make you who you are. Your breast size or not having breasts do not make you who you are. It's what's inside that makes you who you are. And I thank God that I'm strong enough to realize that. And plus, when you get older, you really don't care anyway what people say. That. <laughs> you just don't. You just don't care. You just don't care. But God has continued to use me. And Ada, I uh, last month. I started a uh, support group for all cancers in Baltimore at uh, John Booth Senior Center, which is located in Patterson Park in Baltimore. It's for all cancers, all types, all ages. And uh, it's the third Wednesday of every month, and it starts at 1.30. Okay. So 1.30 to 2.30. And I do a lot of one-on-one mentoring, which is really my passion. I like to talk to women one-on-one. And one of the things about me, I keep it real. I don't try to dress anything up and make make it look pretty. I'm going to tell you like it is. Mm -hmm. And I had a lady that I was mentoring one time crying because she was going to have to have a mastectomy. She called me up like 5 o'clock in the morning. And I asked her why she was crying, and she said, because I'm going to have to have a mastectomy. And I really didn't even know the woman, but I said to her, I don't understand why you're crying. The the decision is easy. You keep your breasts and die or remove it and and live. What's the problem? And she had to laugh, you know. So we just all need to look at things in the right perspective. (laughs) Yeah, you got to look at it in the right perspective. So, you know, I'm fine with who I am. And I still wear my hair very short, and I was wearing my hair short even before my cancer diagnosis. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I've come a long way. I've come a long way. I um, just retired last year, um, 2017, and I just took a leap of faith. Really didn't have a plan, but I just said, Barbara, you're getting older. You don't know how much longer you're going to live. So you need to step out on faith and see what you can do to impact the world more. Mm. So um, that's exactly what I did, and the timing was perfect because my oldest brother, that's a whole other story about forgiveness, but my oldest brother was very ill and living in the nursing home, and I became his advocate for the first nine months 
of my retirement, and I would not change that for the world. Mm-hmm. Um, I opened an online store. Um, I launched it in June. I, I sell breast cancer accessories. And uh, I came up with a T-shirt, Courageous Diva, with matching caps. And I also have another shirt called Dare to Live Boldly, which is what I try to do. There, and sometimes I'd be scared, but I will do it anyway. I'm <laughs> <that's fun. laughs> Girl, I'm I'd be so scared sometimes, but I say, Bob, you got to go on with your bad stuff. And that's right. And that's what we all do, honey. It's like we all come going through this world scared to death, but we know we yes. gotta be afraid. <laughs> yes, but you just don't know what you can do unless you try. Mm. And I, I'm just so thankful. You know, I, I've retired about it almost a year and a half ago now, and God has truly blessed me. And um, I met some wonderful people. I've been able to help more people. And Actually, I have a friend that lives up, well, I really won't call her friend. It's a young lady I just met last month in Hartford County at an event, and she had breast cancer that has metastasized. It's in her lungs now. And um, so now she's in a hospital. She's very ill. So I was able to drive up to Delaware Thursday to visit her. But if I was working, I wouldn't, would not have been able to do that. Mm, yeah. So God is just using me, and I'm so grateful, and I'm, you know, and, um, oh, one of the things I do want to tell you, which I think is important and your listeners should know, is on my website, CourageousDiva.com, when I created that website several years ago, I created it with newly diagnosed breast cancer patients in mind, and they don't know where to go or what to do when they need resources. So on my website, I have a ton of resources for breast cancer patients especially. You know, you need a free wig, you need a head wrap, pretty much whatever you need, financial assistance, transportation. My website tells you where to go. And then I also have a section on my website that when it's time for them to relax and rejuvenate when the treatment is over or almost over. I have a list of retreats, many of which are free, that they can go to and just relax and enjoy themselves and reflect what they've been through. Mm, Okay. And what's that website again? It's CourageousDiva.com. Yeah, CourageousDiva.com. And I try to keep it up to date as much as possible. I try to attend a lot of cancer events, and as I learn information, I try to get it on my website as as soon as possible. And um, I was at an event recently and found out there's a website called MEALS, M-E-A-L-S.com, and it's not just for cancer patients, but it's for anyone that may be sick or maybe they've had a baby or maybe they fell and um, they can't cook meals for themselves. You and your friends and family can go on this website and start what they call a meal train, and you guys just type in what you're making for that person so everybody won't be making the same thing. I thought that was pretty neat. That is so very I have, nice. Yeah, that's, that's really neat. So I have that on my website as well. Okay. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. You're just a full of resources. <laughs> Yeah, I, I really try. I even found um, out that there's an app now for cancer patients that want to um, 
exercise. Exercise is very, very important, not just for cancer patients. It's important for everybody. But there is an app that was designed recently specifically for cancer patients. And if you need, like, a virtual partner to exercise with, that app will find someone for you. So um, I try to keep all that up to date. And I also have a Courageous Diva page on Pinterest. And um, I have a lot of interesting things on Pinterest as well. And, um, like, this month was the month of October, National Breast Cancer Month. So, you know, there was a ton of things going on. So I tried to keep my Pinterest page updated with all the activities that was, you know, that are going on for the month of October. Now, question for you. Um, sure. Diet. As a result of having um, breast cancer, have you? Uh, what have you done as far as diet? Diet. I'll be perfectly honest. I, the, the diet is something I struggle with on a daily basis because I love chocolate. <laughs> Don't we I all? love me some chocolate, and I love. Unfortunately, I love sugar, but I know it's not good for me. So I'm really am trying to eat more fruits and vegetables from the processed foods. And you can feel a difference in your body um, when you do that. Um, fortunately for me, um, I always like to exercise. So that, that part is not a problem, but it's the eating habits that I struggle with on a daily basis, mm -hmm. daily basis. I'll be very honest. Okay. Me and that chocolate. <laughs> Girl, me and that chocolate. <laughs> Oh, and the other the other evil for me were uh potato chips. The um I used to love the uh Utz, um oh, honey yeah. barbecue chips. And oh, I I shouldn't even tell you this and we're only ready right and I'm so embarrassed to tell you this, but I'm gonna tell you anyway because I know somebody else got a bag like me. But I could buy a whole family size bag of potato chips and it's just me and I can sit there in one setting and eat the whole bag. But thank God I stopped bringing the chips in the house. I stopped bringing them in the house about three months ago. Because, I mean, it was ridiculous to eat one big bag of potato chips by yourself in one night. That's just ridiculous. Okay, you so just I just had to stop bringing them in here. You was a potato chip eating machine. <laughs> a potato chip eating machine. And, girl, don't let me add my chocolate to that. Woo! Now, fortunately, I, do, I love water. I drink a lot of water. I always have liked water. And I really... Don't drink soda. See, when I go out to restaurants, I always get water. I don't, I don't get anything else. So just pray for me over that chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> pray, pray for me on that chocolate, girl. <laughs> wow. I need help. I need help. <laughs> now, but also, I'm sorry, go ahead. Can you give us that information again about your outreach? Yes, yes, ma'am. I'll be glad to. Uh, first of all, let me give you my email address, which is uh, CourageousDiva2011. That's the year my cancer came back, CourageousDiva2011 at yahoo.com. And on the third Wednesday of every month. Now, for the month of November, it's not going to be the third Wednesday because the third Wednesday in November is the day before Thanksgiving. So I changed it to November 14th. Okay. November 14th, um, John Booth Senior Center located at 2601 East Baltimore Street 
caregivers are welcome, all ages are welcome. And what I'm trying to do with my group is um, to do some fun things and to educate them and, and have some fun things there. So for the month of November, I am going to have someone come in and give my ladies some mini facials. Hmm. And I plan on having, and I plan on having, um, you know, different types of, of exercises, chair yoga, um, nutrition, just different types of things to make it interesting. And it's really funny. My ladies have now made me their social. What should I say? They've made me their social um, events coordinator. They want me to find <laughs> events that they can go to for free. So in addition, I have to research for them to find out what's going on for the for the following month, so I can type it up and give it to them when I see them the following month. <laughs> so okay, yeah. well maybe the sister circle might be able to come uh, to one of your uh, events and 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 share some love. Oh, okay. I would really like that. I would really like that. Just let me know in advance. That'll be great. Okay. Well, and we have line dancing. We do. We have line dancing there on on the Wednesday. This line dancing is every Wednesday, but um, line dancing starts at eleven o'clock. So the Wednesday that I'm there, I go early so I can do the line dancing from eleven to one. Okay. So from eleven to one is line dancing. One one to one thirty each lunch, and then one thirty is my time. Uh, okay. Okay. So well, get some exercise because we have went through this this time really, really quickly. Oh, I know. I know. And I just thank you so much, Ida, for giving me this opportunity. It's been such a pleasure. Yes, absolutely. And you are such a bubbly person. You got me over here smiling. <laughs> Good. Thank you. So, yeah. um, you know, I guess we're getting ready to wrap this up. But I just want to say that anyone that's diagnosed with cancer, please don't look at it as a death sentence. Cancer can actually be the beginning of the very best that you can be. And once you get cancer, you will be a new you. You'll never go back to the person that you used to be. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Mm -hmm. So I just charge anyone that's diagnosed with cancer to fight, smile, even through the pain, and dare to live boldly, because Miss Barbara Barber is going to do that. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> uh, Ruth, anything you want to add before we wrap up? Just that I really appreciated the conversation, and I appreciated the fact that you spoke about single people, and that to remember, even whatever you're going through, that there's someone who needs you, there yes. are people who need you. Yes. And then you went on to prove it by showing all the different ways in which you have, you are fulfilling that need. Yes. So it's and, not and about being single. It's not about being married or anything else. It's about really recognizing that if we are still in this world, there are people who need us, who need our experience or our way of viewing life. And that is precious. And, Thank you so much. And people that need us and people that's too afraid to ask for help. Because if you're an independent person, you're too afraid to ask for help. And one mm -hmm. of the things I noticed, too, is that uh, when a friend is diagnosed with cancer, sometimes your friends shy away from you. 
And sometimes it's just because they don't know what to say or do, or maybe they realize how vulnerable they are and they're afraid that it can happen to them. So my advice to those of you who have a friend that's going through cancer, to reach out to them and let them know you don't know what to say. Just, you know, and it's okay to say you don't know what to say. But let the person know that you are there for them. That will mean the world. And for those that's independent, sometimes you're just going to have to do things for them because they're not going to ask you to. So just do something. That's mm-hmm. really important. That's do really something. Important. Be there for your friend or family member. They need you yes. more than ever. And can I just toss in one little thing? And that's uh, something that I learned uh, how important it is to be with your friends when they're going through, let's say, chemo. Yeah. Lighten the load by doing something, not just sitting there staring at them. Um, <laughs> you know, the <if> <laughs> company's appreciated. But I actually went through chemo with a dear friend, and she was the one who actually introduced me to playing while she was going through chemo. And what the way she did it was with adult coloring books. And oh, we would spend, okay. I would just go with her and we would sit there during her treatments and just color together. You know, that is what I think uh, it lightens their load. It lightens that was their very load. nice. That was very nice of you, especially when it's their first time and you really don't know what to expect and you're afraid. So someone definitely needs to go with them. And also I suggest when your friend or relative is going to doctor's appointments, someone needs to go with them because it's entirely too much information that's given to them. Your brain Mm -hmm. shuts down. You stop listening. So you need to take someone with you that's not afraid to challenge the doctor, that will ask questions, take notes. So don't let them go to the doctors alone. Oh, thank you for that. Yes, indeed. Yes. It yes. really it's critical because you really can't when you're going through something like that, your your brain you you said it perfectly. Your brain shuts down. Yeah, down it does. It does. You just can't you don't want to, you don't want to hear anymore and you really yep. can't hear anymore. So you yep. need somebody else there to advocate for you. Absolutely. 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 Yes, this has been an awesome conversation, Barbara. I can't wait oh, to give you a hug. Oh, me too. And thank you once again, Ruth and Ida, for giving me this opportunity. And if you know anyone that could use my help, please refer them to me. Um, and I know a lot of resources. If you think I could be helpful, please don't hesitate to get in touch with me. I'll be more than happy to help you or maybe I know someone that can help you with whatever the issue may be. Okay, and one more time. Will be in touch. Yes, <laughs> give, us your, okay. give us your email one more time. Okay, my email well my email address is courageous diva twenty eleven. Courageous diva twenty eleven at yahoo dot com. Um my website courageousdiva.com. dot com. And I'm also I also have a uh, Courageous Diva Facebook page as well. I'm on Instagram and Twitter, and I also have an online store, the Courageous Diva Collection. <laughs> okay. So that's Courageous Diva 2011 at Yahoo.com. Well, thank you Excellent. so much, Barbara, and we will talk. 
Thank you again. And you ladies have a great evening. You too. You too. Thank, Thank you. you. This show is brought to you by the amazing women of a Sister Circle Empowerment Network, Ascend LLC, where we are never in competition, but always in collaboration. And our valued sponsors. Learn more about our sponsors and their services and membership in a Sister Circle, Ascend LLC, at www.assistacircle.org. To learn about becoming a sponsor for Just Minding My Business Radio and how our marketing package benefits your company, please visit our website at www.assistacircle.org. Voiceovers by RCH Voiceworks. Contact slvoiceworks8201 at yahoo.com or call 443-620-4115. Just Minding My Business Radio. I'm your host, Ida Crawford. We hope you enjoy the show and appreciate you stopping by. Many blessings to you and yours. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.